Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Auburn Live podcast. Your home for bold, insightful, and honest conversations around Auburn athletics. Where you go? Hey, how about you, everybody? Welcome into the Monday edition of Inside the 20 with myself and Keith Niebuhr. We will do our absolute best to get you as much recruiting intel inside the 20-minute mark. I joined, as I always am, I'm Mr. Keith Niebuhr. Keith, how you doing, big dog? Good, good, good. Ready to get rolling. Yeah, let's roll it, man. Hey, before we do, let's uh, let's let everybody know. I know people are listening to this show wondering, where can I buy a car? I need a, a new car. I might even need a used car. Don't know anywhere to go. We've got it for you, big dog. Caleb Schofield, Mike Patton, auto. Give Caleb a call, 334-531-0996. He's got new Ford, Lincoln, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, and Hondas, and a fantastic used car lot. Keith knows because he used it already. All used cars have to pass a multi-point inspection before Caleb even thinks about selling them. And then after he does sell them to you, he'll back it with a free three-month, 3,000-mile warranty. The new cars come even more guaranteed with a free lifetime powertrain warranty. Unlimited time, unlimited mileage. And if you're not looking for a car, but you know somebody is, Caleb will hook you up. 300 bucks, man. Send them to Caleb Schofield, uh, Mike Patton Auto in La- on Lafayette Parkway in LaGrange, Georgia. 334-531-0996. Keith, lots yeah. going on, man. It's a dead period for high school guys, but the transfers have been visiting. It's been full board with those guys. But even in the dead period, Auburn has picked up two commitments, two more defensive back commitments. You were on both of them. Talk about them. Yeah, I mean, you know, when you look at Auburn's roster, yeah, you've got DJ James coming back, Nehemiah Pritchett, uh, Jalen Simpson, but those guys are going to be gone soon. And if you and, and you and I know this, if you wait too long, if you say, oh, well, they're not leaving until next year, and then you recruit next cycle, then you're playing too many freshmen, which is not ideal. You want guys to be able to get in your system. I mean, I know this is not earth-shattering news here, but you want guys to get in your system, understand – well, you want coaching staff to be able to understand what they can and can't do, and a year of practice and some light game work uh, allows them to see that, allows them to know exactly where guys should and shouldn't be when it's their time to really step into the roster, into the lineup, excuse me. So it was big for Auburn to have a, a significantly a large defensive back haul this cycle, and that's what they've done. And they've added two good ones. Uh, one of them, though, really, Tyler Scott, uh, a boundary corner uh, out of uh, Pebblebrook High School just outside of, of Atlanta, you know, that's a guy that everybody wanted. Bama offered him. Um, now, at the end, I don't know if Bama was pushing, but Texas was pushing. They got him on campus. Southern Cal was pushing. They got him on campus. LSU, which is you know had phenomenal success with DBs, uh, they had they they were after him. So this is a significant win for Auburn. Uh, he actually signed on December twenty first, but didn't announce until the All American Bowl over the weekend. Uh, Auburn had to keep that a secret, and he 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 made them promise, don't you know. I don't want you telling anybody. And, and they didn't, as far as we know, uh, they didn't tell us, obviously. And we, we put two and two together uh, based on talking to sources with other schools and all that stuff, but significant pickup because again, I, you know, and he's only a three-star, I think he's going to move up Jeffrey after the, after the all American bowl, he had a great week. 
Um, there's some questions about his length. I mean, he's 6'2", but he's not as maybe as long as a normal 6'2". I, I don't know. But right. Questions, but no, that's the only question. Everything else seems to be there. He seems to check all the boxes. Uh, great instincts. And he can play multiple positions. I mean, I know we're saying boundary corner, uh, but boundary corner means you probably can play safety too. Sure. So, uh, you know, big kid, 6'2", 185, 190 in that range. Uh, you know, really earned his offers. He didn't, this wasn't a guy that got him after his junior year. He was committed to Arkansas State. Schools like Auburn, South Carolina came in. And then he just exploded as people watched the film. So a big pickup. The second one, C.J. Johnson out of Texas, um, a safety. And that's one that, you know, uh, Wesley McGriff, Coach Crime, as they call him, he offered him at Louisville where he worked previously. Uh, and then he came into Auburn and within a week of being at Auburn, had already offered him again. And then from there, I think Zach Etheridge really took over. And Zach's going to be coaching safety. So it was imperative that he got to know this guy. Uh, and they think highly of a high three-star guy. High three-star guys are great for Auburn. Mm. They've had their best success with those guys. Sure. Uh, you know, Auburn's not getting a lot of five-star DBs and hasn't since you and I have been covering them. And it hasn't mattered. They've got right. a ton of guys in the NFL. They've developed these guys. They've been able to not just develop, but identify good talent. Uh, I'll give you a couple examples. Uh, Daniel Thomas, mid-three-star. Roger McCreary, a little bit of a high three-star. Jalen Simpson, I think he was sort of a four, but was a underlooked four. Um, and Auburn beat out Missouri for him, although he had some other big offers. But with Tyler Scott, you know, if you're Auburn, if you're an Auburn fan, Jeffrey, I haven't even let you talk yet. If you're an Auburn fan, you know, you're looking at beyond the rankings. You're saying, who did we beat to land yeah. somebody? And 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 man, in the last three years, they ain't they ain't beat anybody to land. Not I mean, a couple guys here and there. Not right? upper tier SEC schools. A couple guys here and there. So in this cycle, Keldrick Falk, he beat FSU, among others. Believe me, he had everybody else after him too. Uh, Duran Reed, you beat LSU. I mean, you, you, Jeremiah had, Cobb, Jeremiah Cobb, you beat Clemson, legitimately beat Clemson. Connor Lou, you beat Miami, which has, as last I checked, the number four class in the country. So you have legitimate wins. Now, one class isn't going to turn your program around, not in K and Lee, you know, but they're on the right track. Uh, K and Lee was another guy I wanted to throw in there. Huge win. Sylvester Smith, week, by the way, had a great week. I'm going to write about that in a little bit. A great week at the All American Boys, only five, nine, and like three quarters but was yeah. maybe one of the best two cover corners, Jeffrey, out there the whole week. So, um, again, another significant win. Uh, they had more significant wins in these last four weeks than I would say uh, Brian Harson's staff had in two cycles. And and really, Gus's last cycle wasn't strong because he got fired at the end. There was uncertainty. Um, so it's been a while. You know, yeah. it's been a, while. A, a lot of momentum going into this week, Keith. Uh, Auburn picked up. Two transfer guys yesterday yeah. on Sunday, and in, in, in both of them defense alignment, uh, Messiah Nasili Kite from Maryland, Lawrence Johnson from Purdue. <clears throat> and, I, Keith, I was looking at something before the show, man. Auburn has 28 commitments, 21 uh, high school, junior college guys, seven transfers. The majority of those 28, 24 of those 28 come from three positions, oh, D, wow. DB, D-line, and O-line. You've got wow. – Eight defensive backs, eight mm -hmm. defensive backs. You've got nine defensive linemen, and you've got seven offensive linemen. You've got one wide receiver, one quarterback, one running back, one tight end. 24 of the 28 come from three different positions. And, and listen, they're not done in any of those three positions. You, you saw Auburn still going after a transfer with Travez Johnson, who committed to Missouri. But if Auburn can upgrade that room, and this goes for any room, any group, they're going to do so in the portal if they can. Offensive linemen. 
still after D- Damian George, are he still a possibility? Uh, there's a couple of other def- uh, offensive linemen as well. Well, you, you might as well, Jeffrey, because you can sign for these next two years. You can sign as many because the NCAA's got this what deal the oh, next yeah. You can sign as many guys as you want, as long as you don't go over your 85. So you should be doing this, especially Auburn, which had just, I mean, let's be honest, an incredible amount of needs. But I can't believe they signed that many from those three position groups, Jeffrey, because when you look back, the minute Brian Harson got on campus two, year, two years and about two weeks ago, you know, we're all thinking, okay, they got to dress the elephant in the room. They need offensive linemen. And they didn't do it. Nope. They didn't do it. They didn't Couldn't do, it, do it. it the next year through the transfer market. I mean, it was unbelievable, you know. And now look where you're at. So now you had no choice. But at least you know, if you're an Auburn fan, it's not just that you're getting guys. It's that now you maybe have a little faith, Jeffrey, that they see the obvious and, and are going to attack that, are going to go after that and say, let's get this done. Let's get these spots cleaned up. So, yeah. you know, we don't know how good these guys are. We don't know how any right. we're going to But the effort is being made to fill these gaps, which too often the last few years, you didn't even see it really. It was bizarre. You know, there was there was no competition at these positions because the the depth was so weak. There w- there wasn't any. I mean, you know, it was, it was hopefully we can find five guys to put in the offensive line that are decent, that are average, uh, that, that that aren't liabilities. But now you look at the the offensive line they've got coming in. You got two transfers in Gunnar Britton, uh, Dylan Wade, former starters at four year schools, and then you've got uh, Isaiah Miller, the junior college guy coming yeah. in with two years to play. Clay hey. Whedon, uh, Connor Lou, and Tyler Johnson. Three guys that we yeah. Jeffrey, if Zay, if if Xavion Miller, the a tackle, is where they need him to be when they get when he gets there, and Dylan Wade, who's six foot four and is a tackle, but maybe, maybe he could I don't know. I'm just spitballing here. No, yeah, I hear you. We're gonna be trying to find the best five guys, and, right? And maybe that gives you some flexibility, but all of a sudden you've got you at least have two proven tackles coming in. They've played at the G five. Sometimes that's so look, Auburn's had some success with G five sure. transfers. Sometimes those guys are 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 better than you think. Uh, individual pieces on those schools, but you know, Gunnar Britton, you mentioned number three tackle in the transfer portal for rankings for on three. Dylan Wade, I think, was a number twenty, and some people think he's better than the other right. Britton. So they got out of the, all their tackle targets. I think they got two of their top three targets. Sure, that's significant because. When you look at everybody else in the country need, needed tackles too, basically. Almost every, 98% of the programs. And Auburn went out and identified it. And we always say when you, it's tough because everybody else needs them too. But they went and got the two guys, two of the three guys they wanted, I'd say. And, um, and really had good ends with both of those guys. Yeah, yeah, that helps. And, and they, listen, Auburn's not done yet. You got Micah Mazuka, uh, yeah. the interior offensive lineman who's going to be making a commitment, I believe, Tuesday night, tomorrow night. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply. Uh, Auburn's right in the thick of it, man. I, I've got him trending up as of today. Where's he uh, from? Baylor? Is he Baylor? He's kid? from Baylor. Sure is. From, he's from Baylor. You get those three guys. You get two tackle who, who have played tackle. But the thing about Dylan Wade, now Gunnar Britton is – is your prototypical when I say that six 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 seven offensive tackle? Uh, yeah. Dylan Wade's more like six foot four, and 
Michael Mazuka, he's probably six five. He can, but but these guys are so versatile, man. You, you're looking for the five, and you've got guys behind them with talent. They may not have the experience, but like I said, you're creating competition, man. And that's is is a talented too deep that Auburn hasn't had on the offensive line in a long time. Yeah, and Jeremiah I, I, Wright really showed a lot. Jeremiah Wright, yes, I can't forget him last year. And there may be some younger guys that are ready to step. Sure. In. I mean, Jeffrey, it wasn't that many years ago where you know Auburn didn't know who the right tackle was going to be, and by default, Robert Left won the job. He ended up having a hell of a year. Damn sure did. Matter of fact, two probably, star. He's probably been their best right tackle since. I mean, since that time, he's probably been the best one. So, um, you know, you just you really don't know. You just don't know uh, who may step up. But they they're addressing needs. Obviously, quarterback. We yeah. talked about this on the show Sunday night. That's got to be addressed. You you it, it's it has nothing to do if you have, whether you have confidence in Robbie Ashford or Holden Gurner or not. Or Hank Brown. Hank Brown's going to be a true freshman. Gurner hasn't really, you know, was a true freshman last year, and Robbie's still establishing himself. Uh, you've got to, you got to get that room has got to, got to get better. I mean, you you need more guys there because injuries happen. I mean, even if Rob, even if Robbie's your guy, think about how many shots he takes in a game because of all the running he does. Then you better have a two and a three. And you know, a few years yep. ago, Maryland ended up having to play like a linebacker, a quarterback, because they were running out of body. So you don't want that to happen. But they, you're right. They still have a lot of needs, but they're, they're – I feel – like I mentioned Sunday night, I feel – and I know you do too. I feel a lot better about where they are now. Sure. They were two, three, four weeks ago. They're getting there. This doesn't mean they're going to win 11 games. Right. Right now they're in survival mode. Next year it'll be in build-up mode. You know what I mean? You really just the, – the, these guys that they're adding, the, the roster they're putting together, the depth they're building is, is – your, your goal here is to be competitive, right, in the first year. Yeah. You want to be competitive. And well, you could catch lightning in a bottle, man. Sure. And, I and, mean, hell, it's happened at Auburn many times. That's right. That's right. Many but times. Lightning in a bottle with a bunch of stiffs. You got right. to have, have some talent. Isn't that, isn't that how it works? Yeah. Every coach that's come in, and I think there's been three – in the past 20 years that have come into Auburn first year, they're, you know, they're undefeated or playing for some type of championship. But the one common goal of all, or the one common theme of all those guys is they had the freaking players. They had talent. They had talent. They need, needed direction. They needed some chemistry. They needed some guidance and, uh, and, and some luck to come their way. So, uh, Keith, he talks about Mike Mazuka. He's going to be announcing Tuesday night. I really feel like Auburn's going to – Nick Marner – the six foot six, six foot seven wide receiver from Cincinnati via Hawaii will be will be making an announcement. Uh, the quarterback position, though, everybody wants to know about that, including you and me. I mean, we're not sitting here acting like we know what's going on because we don't. I, I don't. Um, I, I, I think you've got a little bit of better behind the scenes. I do feel. Well, look, we know maybe the, the, there's some things. <laughs> there's some wheels in motion. We know them. Well, we know that. I don't know. We know that the main guys that were entered the portal in the last month, Auburn took a look at all of them, took a big look. At, and we know that uh, Grayson McCall from Coastal Carolina was going to visit Auburn, was probably going to end up at Auburn, but academically that didn't work out. So they're, they're, they're doing all their due diligence, let's put it that way. Look, look they, may, they may land somebody in the next week. We don't know. But if sure. they don't, I just – I mean, would you like to have somebody there in the spring? Of course but a veteran guy is going to is going to understand what to do, right? The plays are the same. What's like they mentioned on the show last night. The plays are the same. The terminology is a little different. So a guy would have to learn some terminology. If you, but if you don't like somebody, if, if if you're down to a group of guys and you're not sold on those guys completely, I don't think there's a real harm in waiting because 
after spring practice, there's going to be solid players that enter the portal too. Now, these guys may be a little less proven, but a second stringer behind uh, an all-conference quarterback may be pretty damn good, may be better than a guy that, you know, has three years of starting experience at, you know, school X or school Y. Yeah. You just don't know that, but they're, they're doing their homework. We know that. Yeah. We know that. And we, we look, we, and people say, well, why don't you have new names? Well, we had all the names. We had all the names. There's not many guys left in the portal right now. Um, now yeah. it's kind of like, go ahead, Jeffrey. When I, when I say kind of behind the scenes, wheels yeah. are turning. I, I mean that the coaches aren't panicking. Like, Oh, I don't like some that. of the fans are. Oh my God! You know, we we've missed Leary, we've missed Grayson McCall, and here's Spencer Sanders, and who's the other one that just went to NC State? Uh, Brendan Armstrong. Yeah. You know, oh for four of you know it's what it looks like, but there there's not as much panic. And Keith, I thought you made a uh, there's not as much panic inside that that that, that facility uh, as there is on these message boards. And Keith, I thought you made a fantastic point last night, Nick Marshall. Well, he didn't. He didn't arrive at Auburn until the summer. Yeah, a lot of best Auburn of, of Auburn's best transfers didn't arrive until the summer. Jack Driscoll, offensive tackle, uh, Casey Dunn, the center that was very good. There's been more. I mean, look, that that was a different situation. You didn't have this early transfer portal. Right. Uh, however, it shows you that a guy can come in late and pick things up and and be just fine. Uh, now you're thinking, okay, but you'd like to have what? What is it? One in the hand is what's the? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's two in the bush. One, one in the one. Yeah. <laughs> you'd rather have you, what you know. You, you'd rather know you've got somebody right now. Obviously, no kidding. One in the hand is two yeah. in the bush. Yeah. yeah, I think that's what it means. But <laughs> you'd rather know that you have somebody right now, right? But yes. it doesn't always work out that way. So, uh, and by the way, they we don't. They're who knows what the next week holds. I mean, there's been a lot of surprises transfer portal wise so far. Uh, I think every school has been a little surprised. And, and these kids are spe- – like, well, Auburn had a visitor this weekend, the, uh, the defensive lineman from Kentucky. Justin Rogers. He was supposed to go to Miami and then showed up at Auburn. So the, we think that as these guys get older, there's going to be less drama. There's more drama with more. the school guys. I don't think the colleges know these guys are even showing up sometimes. It's, a, it's, such, a, it's such a free-for-all. But it looks like Auburn's had a pretty solid plan here. Uh, they – Two of the three biggest needs they've, they've been addressing, and they've certainly been working on the quarterback position and, again, doing their due diligence. So, uh, Guys, we're going to be keeping an eye on uh, – two-minute warning here. Guys, uh, Jay had had this list last night. Dante Thornton, the wide receiver from Oregon. Nick Mardner, we talked about him earlier. I think he's, I th- he, he's a guy, Keith, you talk about surprises, man. He would be a guy I would be surprised if he didn't come to Auburn. Yeah. He's got Auburn and Cal right now. Uh, he's got a longstanding relationship with Marcus Davis, something that Dante Thornton does not. Uh, Thornton visited back in December. Marcus Davis was not announced uh, as Auburn's coach until either late December or January. He was not here. Bryson Green, uh, Spencer Sanders, one of, uh, one of his top targets at Oklahoma State, visited last week. We talked about Mazuka, the offensive lineman, interior offensive lineman for Baylor, should have a, or is planning to make his decision Tuesday night. I kind of like Auburn there, but again, I wouldn't be surprised by any of this, man. What what, what really surprised me with these is like uh, Javez uh, Johnson, uh, the oh. defense back from Florida, had had longstanding relationship with crime, had a longstanding relationship with T. Gray at South Carolina, and he ended up going to Missouri. The uh, one that surprised me was the Dylan Johnson, the running back. Oh yeah, Washington from Mississippi State going to Washington. Why that's surprising? And Washington's got an up and coming program. People think they can compete for the Pac-12 championship next year. 
great coach, great young coach, but uh, or uh, up and coming coach. But he's got like a five month old kid. I thought yeah. he's from he's from Mississippi. He's from the Delta. close to home, right? That was, that was weird. But maybe he's thinking, hey, it's just it might just be ten months, eleven months, and mom and pop will help with help with the baby, and you know we'll go from there. But playing time is just trumping. Well, what do you, so Spencer Sanders? Are we thinking that Auburn is not going to? Uh, do we know? Uh, okay. I'm not as I, I'm not as uh, concrete in, in that as some others. Yeah. I think I think he's still in play. Yeah. Um. He's there if if Auburn decides to move on him. Let's put it that way. I, I mean, I don't. It's not like I know some insight in it, but yeah. I have I have heard something some things from from good sources that I don't think he's completely off the board. I just don't think they're making a big push at this point. And this was yesterday. Was today okay. Monday? Yeah. This yeah, okay. yesterday afternoon. Ole Miss is involved with him. Ole Miss is, he, he was visiting Ole Miss, according to our uh, uh, Ole Miss affiliate yeah. at On3. He absolutely did not visit Auburn. I feel confident in that. But I do feel like if Auburn makes a push, they would be a serious contender, and I don't think that that's completely off the board uh, just yet. Hmm. Um, so we talked about Mazuka announcing Tuesday night. Damian George is another guy that's going to be announcing a decision in the next few days. Brian Batty, that uh, UCF, USF. Yes. That's an interesting one. Isn't it? Showed up yesterday for a one-day official visit. Rushed for 1,200 yards at USF. Small guy, 5'8", 165. Little, uh, I think Freeze has had success with multiple sure. guys, you know, versatile running backs. Uh, Justin Rogers is another one. We talked about him. The, uh, that would be big. That would be, that's a guy, what they're battling LSU and we think Alabama for mm-hmm. So again, who are you beating the land guys? Well, that would be pretty big. That would be a big win. We'll be uh, we'll be tracking all of that in the next few days, man. Uh, the dead period right now and now until Thursday, and then re- uh, visits will resume this weekend. Auburn can add guys up until January the 18th. That's the last day guys can add classes as far as transfers go. So there's still about uh, nine days left before the last transfer can be added so we'll be tracking it all at auburn live on three if you're not a member of that site man go check us out 29.99 right now through august until september you don't pay a penny more until then we've got uh all all, uh all the coverage from every sport we even have basketball recruiting this past weekend we're gonna have more basketball recruiting this weekend gonna have a big weekend i'm guessing uh of visits this weekend keith got a junior day coming up at the end of the month i'm I'm sure some of these 2024 guys will be coming in so We'll be trying to track it all, man. We appreciate everybody listening. We appreciate everybody subscribing. Uh, for Keith, for Zach in the back, I'm Jeffrey Lee, man. Y'all stay out of the left lane. See ya. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.